Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Tuesday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harridge here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. Well, it started out what looked like another good day for our markets, and it certainly wasn't bad. We got another fresh round of all-time highs from a lot of areas here, but we did struggle going into the close to the day. Um, Most of our major indexes finished closer to their lows of the day than they did their highs of the day. Uh, So got a lot to cover here today, but going off of yesterday's theme, I just want to continue a little more here about our corrupt, mafia-esque government that we're living under right now. And Kip and I talk about this all the time and feel it's so important to continue to expose this and talk about it uh, for one main reason, and that is that the goal of communism and the communist is to demoralize people into submission. So the more we talk about this and see that it's out there in the open, the easier it is for all of us to recognize it and recognize what they're trying to do so that we can fight back against it. So it's not to get you down. Uh, it's more so to make you aware of what it is and not giving in to the demoral- demoralization tactics that they're going for here. And really, the reason why I wanted to start it off with this again today is I saw a great passage uh, from one of my favorite books of all time, Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. And it just seems to hit so perfectly in what we're experiencing today. So tell me what this sounds like to you. And I quote directly from Atlas Shrugged here. When you see that in order to produce, you need to obtain permission from men who produce nothing. When you see that money is flowing to those who deal not in goods, but in favors. When you see that men get richer by graft and by pull and by pull than by work and your laws don't protect you against them, but protect them against you. When you see corruption being rewarded and honesty becoming a self-sacrifice, you may know that your society is doomed. Powerful, right? It, it, all you can say to that is, who is John Galt? Uh, and again, I, I'd say this not to bring anybody down. And I don't think our society is doomed. I think that we do have time. And like I talked about yesterday, that we're due for a period of prosperity here in the United States. Once we get out and get the message exposed about how corrupt and inept our government has become. I, again, don't see it as a a... a doom and gloom type of scenario here, but that is a perfect example of what sounds scarily like our government today, where we have these bloated three-letter, four-letter agencies that really produce nothing at all, but instead work to implement restrictions and put up barriers to the actual producers of society. And a great, I, I really liked the quote where your laws don't protect you against them, but protect them against you. Just like today, where we have these vaccine makers who have complete impunity with the coronavirus vaccine from any harm that may come to you from using their product. Now, we've said since day one, we're not anti-vax, 
but we're very anti-vax mandate. Your body, your choice. Uh, and really, there's this is just such a clear example, though, that again, they have complete impunity from the harm that may come from their products. So the, our laws are literally serving to protect, protect Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson and Johnson and the others out there working on other vaccines. They're working to protect them instead of protecting us. That's the kind of backwards government that we're working with today. And it's not just the government, it's the government working in conjunction with these massive companies and their lobbyists to enact policies that they claim serve the people, right? The impunity idea behind the vaccine mandate was that so they could rush it to the market quickly to protect us against coronavirus. Well, not exactly what we're seeing here where, uh, what was it, 70%? Have you seen the numbers out there? 70% of deaths coming from coronavirus in, in some countries are actually from the vaccinated, not the unvaccinated. Uh, so these... Companies working in conjunction with our government, again, claiming to serve the people, claiming to protect small businesses. But in reality, and to kind of shift gears there towards the overall picture here, the policies that they're lobbying for cause so much red tape that it stops smaller businesses from being productive. They really only serve the big businesses. They have these massive revenues and funds that they can use to hire teams of people to be in compliance with these policies where mom and pop shops can't compete with that. They can't comply with all of these, these policies. So agent, these three letter and four letter agencies come in, give them fines, uh, and basically run them out of business. They're forced to close because they cannot comply with these mandates and giving at the end of the day, the big companies, a monopoly on these areas. And really, really quick here is I've seen many great examples of this, but one that really hit close to home for me was in organic farming. Uh, I was working on an organic farm, helping out there. It wasn't just a a full-time deal. It was just kind of helping out and seeing how these seemingly, you know, and somebody working for these company might think they're a great idea, but these policies that really don't protect against anything in organic farming. One of them was just outrageous that if a bird flies over your farm and poops anywhere near a, 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 in this case was a strawberry patch. You had to mark off a 10 foot parameter around it and sanitize it. And you couldn't take anything from that area for like three weeks. Well, a big company might have big enough fields where that's okay, where they can get by with that, but it decimates small farms. And when, how are you ever going to stop that from happening? And in reality, who are you really protecting there? Nobody. It's That's organic in and of itself. So you see these, these just absolutely outrageous red tape that they, they put up, whether it's in farming or... Uh, I mean, all really every industry that they're trying to go after just makes it impossible for mom and pop farms or mom and pop businesses to make a profit with these absolutely outrageous red tape laws. And then again, 
when they have to shut down, it gives a monopoly to these big businesses, which is why they continue to lobbyists lobby for these things. Uh, so we now have allowed these non-producers, these takers from society, which is what they are. They give back nothing. They just rule and regulate. That's it. They don't produce anything. We've allowed them to to become these rulers of society, to become what we've called the permanent ruling class here. Uh, and so I'll say it again today. It's time for us all to stand up and speak out against this in whatever capacity you can, no matter how small you think your voice may be. Uh, it's worth the effort. It's worth talking to your friends about, your family about, your company about, for that matter, which is exactly why we've written our latest book, The Big Bribe. Uh, it's coming out here and, and hopefully before the end of the year, just making some final edits and getting all of our marketing efforts in place for it. But by taking advantage of these same policies that the extremely wealthy use and these massive companies use, we can all make massive amounts of money. And from what we do here, that means making money in the stock market. Uh, and so we believe we've found what they're doing here and why we're calling it the big bribe is that uh, by inflating all of our assets, by inflating the stock market, uh, everybody's retirement account is going to be looking good. You're going to have more money in the bank, seemingly at least, even though it may not be able to buy as much as it could before, but they are bribing you to stay asleep through this, right? If your retirement account is looking good, your home value is looking good, why would you say anything? Why would you speak up then? So it's the big bribe to stay quiet. But again, we want to use that to in our favor so that we can prosper and protect our families, protect our loved ones through this in a way that doesn't feel like we're also selling our soul, just simply taking advantage of these things. And the easiest way to do it is just by buying the markets. Really, we continue our call for the Dow Jones to hit 100,000 uh, by 2026. And so many other great things that we talk about in this book and how to protect your assets, where you need to be putting that money to protect against inflation in the future. So many great things. So stay tuned. Uh, we can't wait to get this book out to you and uh, we're going to have it out to you here soon. All right. So that being said, let's take a look at the good news on our day. And that is that the markets were able to finish slightly higher on the day for everything but the Russell 2000. And we got another round of fresh all-time highs today. And it continues on the backs of these strong earning reports that we've talked about here. Remember, the markets don't peak until earnings peak. And this, always, this isn't always the best way to look at it, right? Uh, estimates are different from beating on year-over-year -year numbers. But we've continued to beat on estimates with 83% of the 144 S&P 500 companies that had reported as of this morning, got a lot coming in this afternoon as well. But 83% of those companies have now beat on earnings per share estimates with 34% growth. That is impressive numbers there, folks. 79% of those top sales estimates on 16% growth. So, Good beats here, uh, and you could say it slowed down a little bit since Q2, but again, that's on estimates. The year-over-year -year numbers here just continue to be impressive, and that's another impressive factor, though, that Q3 of last year was when lockdowns were really 
ending. They hadn't ended everywhere yet, and in some cases, they haven't ended today either. Uh, but so it's good to see the year-over-year numbers that have beat here. And again, we continue to expect earnings to crush. As we enter now, the busiest period of earnings, that's this week here, had some big beats this morning by companies like UPS and 3M, and then still coming here. Uh, got, a, got a little bit of a delay on my internet uh, today, but we've still got AMD, Microsoft, Alphabet, and Visa all coming in now. Got a few to report on here that have come in now as of, as of recording this. And that Texas Instruments... Uh, did come in missing slightly. It looks like down nearly five percent in after hours now. Robinhood also missing on revenue, down six percent in after hours. But if you followed this Robinhood story at all, and followed the GameStop and AMC saga from earlier this year, you know this is not a good company. And if you know anyone who's still using Ro- the Robinhood app, I'd highly encourage you to tell them. To stop using it, switch to a better provider out there. Uh, just they're going to sell your order flow. It's going uh, to <laughs> companies like Citadel going into these dark pool funds. They're going to front run your order. Uh, it, while it seems like free trading, which is they were the first to do it, and props to them for that because everyone followed. That was certainly great, but they're it, it's not it's free for a reason. It's not really free. Uh, so again, avoid this company like the plague. Uh, might be a good short candidate here. I believe that uh, now they're getting back pretty close here, and especially since they're down 6% in after hours, getting pretty close to their IPO price here. Um, we've just been falling steadily since about a week after they started trading. But looking at our markets on the day today, again, we did finish closer to the lows than the highs of the day, but we did get some fresh all-time highs. The S&P 500 hit an all-time high today, leading the way up 0.18% to 4,574. We were followed there by the NASDAQ. And at the highs of the day here, we were just 20 points away from an all-time high in the NASDAQ. We finished up 0.06% to 15,235. Next up was the Dow Jones, which hit an all-time high today, up 0.04% to 35,756. And lastly, our lone uh, negative index on the day, the Russell 2000, down just over 7 tenths of 1% to 2,296. As I talked about yesterday here as well, Our markets are at extreme overbought readings on our short-term momentum oscillators here, but these have served for the last few months as a very reliable indicator for the recent market action. And now, we do have some room to run on other factors on the VRA momentum oscillators, but again, those haven't come into play as much lately, so the path of least resistance here does seem like a little bit of a pullback, uh, especially now that the fear and greed index has hit its highest level really since the beginning of this year, now at a 71. That is greed working on extreme greed territory there. So we wouldn't mind seeing a little bit of a pullback here to get rid of some of this excessive bullishness, get that taken out of the market. But this is important. We continue to believe any pullbacks going into year end here are going to be short and need to be bought. Uh, that's how we're going to continue playing it here. And especially when you get analysts from the likes of Bank of America 
saying that they see downside risk going into year-end. Their year-end price target for the S&P 500 is roughly 4250 That's a roughly 7% move lower from where we are now. We're in the opposite camp here. We don't trust these banks, uh, and oftentimes they're doing the opposite of what they're saying. They're buying stocks uh, when they're saying that they're going to be going down. It's just almost a ideal contrarian buy signal when you see these types of reports from banks. Uh, So that's how we see it here. And like I said, a little bit of a pullback here wouldn't bother us at all. We'll be ready to act. Uh, So next up here, let's take a look at our internals on the day because we didn't see quite the action we'd want to see on a day like today where we did get fresh all-time highs. Uh, The Remember, though, the NYC advanced decline line did hit a fresh all-time high yesterday, telling us that the breadth of this market has been strong. But we did get a pullback from that high today as both the NYC and the NASDAQ advanced decline line did come in negative, just slightly negative, though, nothing crazy like a two-to-one negative kind of day. New 52-week highs and lows were our bright spot once again here coming in over four to one positive on the day today. And lastly, volume did come in negative for the NYSE, but came back pretty solidly positive for the NASDAQ today. Looking at our sectors on the day, you wouldn't have known that there was any weakness today looking at this. We finished with nine out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher on the way on the day. Energy continues to lead the way, making another new high going back to April of 2019. We were followed there by utilities, healthcare, and then real estate wrapping up its 12th positive session in a row. Uh, the housing market is one of our leading, key leading economic indicators here, so good to see. Uh, they were followed by materials and tech. XLK at its highs of the day did hit an all-time high, so we'll call that an all-time high as well. And on that note, because we always talk about this here, you want to see tech leading the market and semis leading tech. Well, the semis led tech again today. Still have a little bit of work to do for the semis to get back to an all-time high here. Just about seven points away. So nothing crazy, but good to see it outperform tech on the day. And then some of our final ones here, consumer discretionary hitting another all-time high today. And have you probably seen the run that Tesla has had getting to a trillion dollar valuation? But this is pretty uh important. I think here, and that is that Tesla is actually classified as a consumer discretionary stock and Amazon in as well. But of a sector that's made up of more than 60 stocks, Amazon and Tesla account for more than a third of the sector. And now that Tesla is up so much, we're moving increasingly closer to that. Just those two stocks making up 40% of the, the of consumer discretionary sector. So if we were to get a pullback in those, we definitely get a pullback in consumer discretionary. So something to watch for there. And then lastly, for our leaders on the day, the financials also hit an all-time high today. Our two laggards were industrials and communication services. And as one bonus point here, the transports just continuing to rally. Talked about this yesterday as well. Finishing today, their ninth positive session in a row. This is important because the transports had been lagging. uh, And that's not what you want to see. Once you start to see that, it's almost a, you can call it a Dow Theory 
bearish signal. Now we're getting quickly to a Dow theory positive, especially you got the Dow Jones at all time high, which tells us the transports should be following behind it. After nine positive days in a row, the transports are just under 240 points away from an all time high here, although at extreme overbought levels here as well. Finally for today, our VRA commodity watch gold pulling back slightly today, still hovering right at its 200 day moving average. Uh, I mean, this is a group that we do like a lot here, and it's been interesting to see what a huge rally we've seen in commodities and gold really not playing its part here. Uh, it is at overbought readings, so we wouldn't mind working those off a little bit, but it'd be great to see that 200-day moving average hold. But gold now down 0.62% to 1795 an ounce. Uh, take a quick look here. See if I can get my internet working. The miners did finish lower on the day today, though. Uh, so not exactly what you want to see from this group. Silver down a bigger 1.5% on the day to $24.21 an ounce. Copper down as well by just over 8 tenths of 1% to $4.49 a pound. And oil rallying with the energy sector again hitting right at its highest level since 2014, up 1.07% to $84.66 a barrel. Did get above 85 though yesterday. And lastly for today, Bitcoin now down 0.67% to 62245 a Bitcoin. Folks, that is all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. Uh, again, we'll be back with video later this week as well, but we'd love to have you with us. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top, and we'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.